0: Well, good afternoon and welcome to episode 200 and what are we on now? 212, I believe. Uh, I'm Passive J. Hope you guys are having a good uh, afternoon slash night uh, slash evening. Uh, it's uh, Sunday here. Uh, I assume it's Sunday most everywhere except for uh, people on the other side of the planet, in which case it's not Sunday. <laughs> But regardless, uh, it is episode 212. Uh, I'm glad to see you guys are listening. The OG army's over there. Uh, let's see who we got. Wolfcastle, uh, Wolf Castle, drag juice, uh, maybe a couple new people. Um, you guys know the routine. I've got a whole bunch of news articles we're going to talk about. Feel free to call in about anything we're going to speak on. Uh, if you're shy, type it out in the chat box. Um, and if you have something you want to speak about yourself, uh, feel free to call in on that as well. Uh, I will. I will answer pretty much any phone call. Uh, I can't guarantee you'll be on long, but I'll give everybody a chance. So anyways, let's get started. Oh, oh, and you know what? For people that are listening at home later on, you can still comment as well. Uh, send me a tweet over at uh, Passive J. It's, you know, at PassiveJ. Uh, I'm not hard to find. I'm on the Twitters. Uh, so if there's anything we're talking about that you want to talk about, uh, just send me a tweet or and, you know, um, tell me what you want to tell me. All right, uh, let's get started. Uh, doo, doo, doo. Oh, this one's cool. Everything you need to know about Zack Snyder's upcoming four-hour Justice League movie—four fucking hours, folks. Um, here's the bullet points on it. Uh, Zack Snyder is finally releasing his version of Justice League uh, on HBO Max in 2021. Uh, the director stepped down from the film after the death of his daughter in 2017. Uh, his version of the film is four hours long and we'll have a new villain, a uh, dark seed. Uh, and Jared Leto will reportedly reprise his role as the Joker as well. So they're going to add him to it. Cause it wasn't, I don't, that wasn't even in part of his, his movie uh, before he abandoned it from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how it's going to work exactly. I'm, I'm not sure if it's going to be like a, full, a straight four hours or if like they're going to cut it up into four one-hour things and release them separately. Uh, I'm not sure. But four hours is a long-ass time. I'm almost willing to bet they're going to cut it up into parts. Um, and when they first started talking about releasing a Snyder Cut of the movie, I thought it was silly because, um, you know, uh, you watched a movie uh, that came out, and you think to yourself, well, how different could have, it have been? They just, you know uh the the guy left part way through and then someone else just came in and supposedly you know um just shot what it was meant to be shot and but from what i understand that's not how it worked out at all i guess uh josh whedon like used like 10 or 20 percent of the shots that uh, uh snyder had did and then reshot almost all of it uh which and changed like the storyline how it went all, all kinds of good shit. So. In this case, uh, I'm not a huge Zack Snyder fan in the first place, but I'm willing to give the movie a chance and see uh, uh, how different it is from the original one. Although them talking about putting uh, Jared Leto's Joker in there leaves me a little bit less than enthused. Uh, suicide movie, su- excuse me, uh, <laughs> Suicide Squad movie um, was not a great movie, but it did have some good parts. Uh, Jared Leto as a Joker was not one of those good parts. Uh, I was not on board to that at all. I was willing to give him a chance because I, I, the same thing had happened with Heath Ledger. No one thought he could do it well, obviously, and he knocked it out of the park. Uh, but from what I saw, I was not impressed with Jared Leto's um, Joker, at least. But I don't know how much that's his fault or or how much of it is just the fault of the guy that wrote it that way because someone actually obviously had a um, vision for how he was supposed to look. That, was, that wasn't Leto's decision, obviously. Uh, but still, it, it didn't work for me very well. Uh, if you guys uh, think differently, feel free to call in or uh, type it out in the chat box. But anyway, so this new uh, um, Justice League movie should be at least semi-interesting. I don't have HBO Max mostly because it wasn't compatible with my Amazon TV, uh, which is kind of, seems kind of silly. Uh, they might have fixed that by now. But when uh, HBO Max first came out, it, we couldn't get it on the uh, t- our living room TV because it was like an Amazon TV. Which is uh, not a big deal most of the time, but I was kind of disappointed. I'm not going to go out and get like Apple or whatever the hell it was streaming on just to uh, just to get it. We realistically speaking don't shouldn't get it in the first place. We have a, a ton of streaming services, anyways. Uh, we have like Netflix. We got Amazon Prime. We've got the uh, paid version of Hulu. Um, we got Disney Plus as well, and that's plenty of channels. Uh, you do not need any more than that. Uh, we also have one of those, uh, over the air broadcast antennas, because there's a surprising amount of broadcast channels out there now. Uh, I don't know when this happened or how it happened. Cause I know when I was a kid, uh, broadcast TV was like five channels. So you'd have your, like your three major channels, the ABC, uh, NBC and CBS. And then you'd have like a couple of local stations, like, in, you know, in my area, it was like TV channel 20 and channel 50. Uh, they were, uh, and that was about it. You might be able to catch PBS on 62. Uh, now, uh, and then, you know, then after that cable came out and everyone stopped paying attention to broadcast TV at all. Uh, if you, you get some of those channels through your uh, local cable package, uh, but people were using antennas less and less, uh, which, which is why I was fucking surprised to fuck to find out that you can get a ridiculous amount of channels. I don't know. I get. I guess the, uh, major broadcast channels broadcast, uh, other channels on different frequencies as well now but literally like i turn mine on like channel two is like my fox uh, two then channel three is like uh, the, the classic game show network and channel uh, six then channel four is like nbc but then channel 4.5 which is weird anyways uh is like the uh uh it's like a western channel icons and classics and icons and just all these like really uh um kind of off-brand uh fucking tv stations that are on broadcast air uh and i never knew about them until i got like a broadcast antenna because i wanted to watch my local news it's one of the few things that i uh i um watch at all is i like watching the local news in the morning to find out about weather conditions any kind of bad traffic or and you know and who got shot in a, a party store in detroit uh-huh. Juiced, he at a, a hd antenna and got a few good channels yeah i mean it depending on where your area is uh, detroit's uh, the detroit area is a pretty big market so it doesn't surprise me there's a whole bunch of different channels and stuff so uh your mileage may vary uh depending on where you are and we, there's a couple of them i don't get because i'm kind of i'm not in the boonies but i'm north of detroit far enough that like their very most southern area stuff i don't really get because that's the one thing that uh uh, about these new antennas, they're like HD antennas, and a lot of them are powered, when, which you know, which gives them a little bit more of a boost. So yeah, you, know, you just plug them in; it's not a big deal. But uh, but the thing with these HD antennas, it's not it's an all or nothing basically. Um, you now it used to be when you're watching over the air and you weren't getting a good signal, you get a little fuzz in the edges, or you know, or a little static while you're watching it. Uh, that's not how it works with these. You either have the entire signal or it you don't it'll just say low signal and not show you anything at all uh-huh so um it's uh it's kind of frustrating in certain ways because so i like i know sometimes you'll be watching it it's a perfectly good channel uh and then you know you get a little bit of interference because it's kind of far off there and the weather's shitty or something and all of a sudden you can't watch it anymore oh you said there's a lot of spanish speaking for your area yeah i can imagine so <laughs> yeah uh juice being in the California area, Southern California, I would assume, but you know maybe I could be wrong. I'm being told told there's no such thing as an HD antenna. They are the same, but yes, ATSC is digital, so go or no go, unlike the NTSC. Yeah, okay, yeah, you know what? That's a good point. Yeah, uh, I shouldn't say that it's an HD, but they are digital. Uh, so. It's either all or nothing as opposed to, uh, the old analog stuff. Uh, oh, juice is central coast, not south. You know, uh, you guys are talking about Spanish. Uh, wanna, one of the things I'd really like to do, but probably never, never will is spend my entire, uh, winter break, uh, learning Spanish. Uh, and then I'm not, when I come back to work in March, I'm not going to tell anybody that I learned Spanish and I'm just going to hang out in the employee break room and find out what the uh Mexican kitchen and groundskeeping staff are actually talking about all the time. I suspect it's me. <laughs> Is that weird? Is it paranoid I'm, I I want to learn a language just to make sure they're not talking about me? Yeah. So, um it, it probably not. That, that 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 would be fun though. I mean, that's kind of a a stupid reason to learn a new language, and I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be able to. I took like uh, Spanish or French or something like that in like middle school or freshman high school and I had no concept of how to get that i was like uh you know because uh, there's no way i could memorize all that shit and i realized that's not even the right way to learn it but uh i suspect i would even when i was younger i probably wouldn't be able to learn a language i have a lot of respect for people that do speak multiple languages it always uh, cracks me up when you uh see someone complaining about someone's accent and you're like oh i can't even understand that guy i'm like well uh how much of uh, his language can you speak None? Not, not a word? Well, then technically he's a bit got an advantage over you. I mean, so, yeah. Oh, I have to excuse me. My dogs are barking. My uh, my wife's uh, uh, pizza must be here. <laughs> yes, that is correct. My wife's pizza, not, my, not mine. I'm not going to have any. I just ordered her a small pizza. She's breaking her diet because she had a rough week, which is fine. She's doing pretty good on that. Uh, but I'm not going to have any because with my IBS, it it would probably be a bad idea. It is technically possible that I might be able to eat it and get away with it. I did have two pieces of pizza when I was on uh, <coughs> on vacation back in August, and it didn't bother me. But I've also had like two or three pieces of a uh, little Caesar's pizza, and it put me in the fucking hospital. <laughs> the and, uh, which is t- which is true. I went to I ended up going to the emergency room because there was so much fucking pain, and had them then up the. uh, dosage on a, uh, actually, yeah, uh, they hadn't, I'd been diagnosed with IBS, but I, but I hadn't, uh, um, gotten the actual doctor's visit yet. So, um, I wasn't on anything and I ended up being so much pain that I went to the emergency room. They gave me, uh, uh, something called bental, uh, which is like a muscle relaxant r- muscle relaxer for your intestines. And, uh, and that helped quite a bit to the point when, uh, which ended up being the my, right move because when I saw the uh, gut doctor about it uh, a couple days later that's exactly what he prescribed me and uh, I had to up the dosage a couple few times uh, to uh, get it to work where we we needed it to but now I'm in very little minor pain most of the time and sometimes no pain at all so I'm I'm pretty happy about the results I can handle a little discomfort that's not the end of the world Uh, but I'm sure as fuck not going to try a piece of pizza (laughs) It's just not worth it. You know, I'm trying to eat clean for the most part anyways. You know, there's uh, not much point in working out like a crazy person if you're going to eat shitty. I mean, working out a lot will overcome some uh, diet habits, but not a lot. (laughs) Uh, Since I'm trying to gain weight, I can be a little uh, less than um, vigilant in what I eat. Um, But for the most part, it's still pretty clean. Uh, So I didn't see any point in eating something that's probably going to make me hurt and break my diet. How about you guys, uh, any of you guys uh, try to keep yourself to like a pretty strict clean diet, uh, either for reasons like mine where you kind of have to, otherwise you're going to pay for it or just because you're like, you know, trying to be health conscious. And, and if so, um, how often do you give yourself a cheat day? If at all. (laughs) Wolf and juice are both saying that the, no, they don't, they don't eat. Right. <laughs> Although uh Wolfcastle just said he's, he can be tempted of donuts and juice just says he doesn't eat eat well at all. Well, I mean when you guys say you eat like shit, what are you talking about? Do you like eat like lots of junk food like uh, cookies or cakes or chips and things like that? Or do you just oh you know, eat or just like just foods that that are in general not great for you, like a lot of really fried foods or basically anything that's good. <laughs> that's what I found in life. If it tastes really, really good, it's definitely gonna be bad be bad for you. Yeah, oh, well, Wolf's saying, well, that's that's a different thing. If you don't, uh, he's saying, he doesn't drink soda or water and he's pretty clean. But when they someone offers him donuts or something, he can't resist. And that's not a big deal unless people are offering you donuts every two, couple hours. You know, <laughs> you know, uh, I eat a bagel uh, every morning uh, at work, uh, and it's you know a fairly good sized one. It's not like a store bought bagel. That's actually from the New York Bagel Company. They deliver a whole bunch of them to us every day, and uh, I try to that's. Which is not healthy, obviously. Uh, It it could be worse. Uh, Back in the day, I would like slather it with cream cheese while I had it as well. Uh, But I don't do that anymore in my concession to try to eat a little bit healthier. Uh, But I have a a salted bagel every day. Um, And it's delicious every goddamn time. Even without the the, uh, cream cheese. Although I'm tempted to uh, try it every once in a while. But I know it's a bad idea. Even if it's not... Even past health measures, I'm not sure if my IBS would be able to handle it. I haven't looked it up, but I'm willing to bet cream cheese is probably on the list of things I can't have since most cheeses are. Uh, Juice is saying that, that they try to cook, but uh, if you're bus- if they're busy, they get takeout. Well, when you do get takeout, what do you mean by that? Do uh, you mean like a Chinese food restaurant? Do you order from like your like local restaurant and pick it up? Um, you know, what kind of food do you order out for? Um, when that's a question for everybody. Uh, when you want to stay at home and order something, uh, what do you order? Obviously pizza is like a standby answer for pretty much everybody. Um, but uh, what else? You know, do you, you guys, are a big fan of Chinese food places? Uh, none, of the, none of the Chinese food places around here deliver at all, uh, but you can obviously uh, grub hub it or pick it up yourself. Um, for us, we li- like to order from a couple of the local bar restaurants around here and you'll know, just get it carry out. Um, now with Grubhub being what it is, there's all kinds of places that you can get fucking, you know, carry out from that, that, uh, you know, you couldn't before I- I've spoke about this before. I've, uh, broadened my uh, restaurant tastes a lot in the last year or so, cause there's all these places in the middle of the fucking hood that I'll order from now. <laughs> yeah. Um places where there's not a chance in hell i would drive in and out of there uh but now that i have someone else doing it for me it's goddamn awesome (laughs) for example i never would have tried fried lobster tail before deep fried lobster tail by the way uh if i hadn't ordered it from this uh, like little shitty it's it's a good restaurant but there's this little restaurant in a shitty neighborhood in pontiac uh and there is some truth to the measure that you could deep fry a fucking shoe and it would taste delicious, but since lobster is good anyways, fucking deep fried lobster is just goddamn amazing. I highly recommend it. If I'm not sure if you'll find any place doing it, but if you, but if you can go ahead and try it, I I believe you'll like it quite a bit. It was so good. You barely needed to dip it in butter or anything like that. It was just good by itself. Um, juicer says he does local restaurants and occasional fast food subway. Uh, oh good Mexican food yeah I guess you would have good, good Mexican food around there and Mex, the nice thing about Mexican for the most part unless you like hard tortilla shells uh it's one of those things that you can order and it doesn't hurt it to have it sit in a, like a styrofoam box for a little while while you pick it up and bring it home uh there are some meals that you don't really want to do that to because if, if nothing else it steams everything inside inside of the box and anything that's supposed to be like crispy or anything like that soggy by the time you get it home uh but most mexican food like i said unless you like tortillas or stuff like that is pretty soggy to start off with so um that's one of the things i used to get from my uh, local bar uh they had a really great uh they called it a sour cream wet burrito and i'm not quite sure what, into it, what went into it but went into it it was like a soft tortilla shell with some sort of sauce over it um and goddamn it was delicious uh, but you could throw that into a, a carry out box and drive around for like an hour and it'd still be fine <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, uh, that's the one thing I can't have as well. Now I can have some, a little bit of spicy in my life. Apparently uh jalapeno peppers I can have and like the yellow banana peppers I can have, which is not really spicy, but <laughs> some people think it's spicy. So, you know, uh, but I'd be leery of anything more than that or, or any kind of like spices and stuff about severely looking into it. Cause I mean, I can't have garlic. I mean, <laughs> garlic's like in fucking everything. Uh, and I can't have onion. That's which surprised the fuck out I me. Mean, I love onion, and you know, uh, but but, and it was kind of a blow to my ego to find out that you know uh, I'm not tough enough or manly enough to handle onion. Yeah, you know, so it's it's quite a blow to my ego to be honest with you. I used to fucking be able to eat anything. I love spicy food. I was one of those idiots that would like eat super hot things just to eat super hot things, even though it was not enjoyable. uh and none none of that shit anymore at all. Uh, now I I cringe to think about it uh they're talking about on the og about those ridiculously hot chips so it's like a one chip challenge. they literally sell you like one potato chip for a couple bucks that's coated in like ridiculously hot you know uh whatever their ingredient is uh and i don't know why people would do that it it advertises that it's too hot so you know you're getting something that's too hot Uh, you know you're going to have a bad time it's going to burn like a motherfucker going in and going out and you know uh why would you do that to yourself have you guys any of you guys do that are you guys any of those crazy like heat people that really try to find the most uh you know the hottest stuff that they can i I assume just to say that you've ate it i mean no one can claim that it's an enjoyable experience go ahead and go ahead and eat anything with over like a 100,000 Scoville's probably something like that and tell me that it's an enjoyable experience I'll, I'll tell you you're a fucking liar <laughs> but you see people do it all the time there's an entire show based on that uh basically uh, I'm sure you guys have seen hot ones before it's, it's kind of a novel idea uh, the host interviews uh, a famous person while they eat a succession of hot wings uh, covered with uh hotter and hotter and hotter sauces you know, and starting off with some pretty mild ones ru- running right up to, I think they got like a 1 million Scoville one or some shit like that. Ridiculously hot shit. And, uh, as an interview, it's only meh. I mean, you know, uh, the guy doesn't have a really, uh, what's the word I'm looking for. Interesting personality. I'm sure he's a good dude, but the reactions of the celebrities as they try to answer these questions while eating hotter and hotter wings is hilarious. Uh, and you, and you get a lot more honest, uh, vi- um, <sighs> glimpse of these people than you would normally, I think, because of it. Uh, so, it, yeah, it's called Hot Ones. So just look it up on YouTube. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, let's see. What else we want to talk about today? No callers so far. Are you guys are being lazy fucks? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, we already talked about the Justice League. Uh, nope, we don't want to talk about that yet. Uh, that's weird. We don't want to talk about that. Oh, here's one. Uh, I. Like I said, uh, you guys got to remember for a lot of these, I just read the headline and decide whether it sounds interesting or not. I don't read the story. I want to discover the story at the same time as you guys discover the story so we can be in it together. However, sometimes that means it's not much of a story and it should, it might be something that I really shouldn't have uh, uh, brought up or anything like that. So, But we can only find that out as we read it and as always keep in mind if i'm reading one of the stories that means i'm not looking at the pod being page so i can't see if you're trying to call in and i can't see your uh comments so if you're trying to do that and i'm in the middle of a story please be patient i'll get to you as soon as i can uh here we go fire festivals billy mcfarland placed in solitary confinement uh, following podcast launch um fire festival mastermind billy mcfarland was placed in solitary confinement on friday at the new york times reports uh mcfarland's attorneys tell the times that they believe the solid confinement is the result of the recent launch of his new podcast dumpster fire <laughs> earlier this week <laughs> mcfarland appeared in the debut episode uh speaking via prison phone <laughs> okay uh we believe the investigation stems from his participation in a podcast and the photographs that were taken and utilized in the trailer, which were all properly taken. McFarland's lawyer, uh, Jason Russo, told the Times, we don't believe he's violated any rule or regulation. and uh, There can't possibly be anything else. He's been a model prisoner there. <laughs> uh, McFarland is currently seri- serving a six-year prison term after pleading guilty to two counts of wire fraud in 2018. Uh, he stated on the first episode of Dumpster Fire that any proceeds generated by the show will go toward the 28 million he owes the investors that he defrauded in the Fire Festival debacle. Uh, according to his lawyer, he's scheduled to be released August 30th, 2023, um, which is not enough time. You guys remember that shit, right? <laughs> the uh, Fire Festival which was fucking hilarious, I felt bad laughing at these people, um, because, you know, they paid good money to go to something that wasn't anywhere near what it was close to, but, um, for, well, for, you, for the few of you, probably, I don't know what it is, the Fire Festival was, like, a, this big festival, musical festival, that was going to be on a private island, and I suppose it was sold as, like, in a luxury, uh, um, experience or as opposed to just a right just like a, a concert so everyone was supposed to have deluxe accommodation tents and things like that it was supposed to be gourmet dining uh it, it implied that you'd be hanging out with like the different artists uh that were playing and uh like different info, a whole bunch of different influencers got paid to post uh stuff about the uh a festival and at least, and at least imply that they would be there as well uh and so a lot of people bought it Bought into it and it was expensive as fuck. I think the tickets started at like $3,000 uh, for two people or and then went up from that there. And when they got there, none of that shit was there. They didn't have deluxe tents, they barely had tents. Uh, there was no food. Uh, none of the artists showed up, nobody played. Uh, <laughs> fucking It was just a ridiculous debacle. And people were trapped there for a while because they didn't even have the transportation to get them back off of the island that quickly. So, um, you know uh lots of people got ripped off, some of them got their money back, some of them didn't, and uh the investors got fucked because they didn't get anything back at all uh yeah, and Wolfcastle said they had a great commercial though with super hot models at the beach, yeah, they implied a lot of that shit, um so the fact that he only went to jail for, I don't know he went to jail for six years um. I don't know, does does that sound like enough time? Uh, he caused, like, I mean, nobody died or anything like that, but he caused a lot of financial harm to people. Uh, but when it happened, most people were didn't feel sorry for the uh, people that went to the festival and got screwed over because it was such a high-priced uh, price point to go into it that they were all considered, like, rich, uh, snooty people or not necessarily snooty, but rich people like, you know, uh, and you know what the attitude is toward rich people at all times, fuck the rich people. So, uh, but I didn't think that's right. I mean, you don't just because you're rich, that doesn't mean you should be ripped off for, you know, several thousand dollars. And what, if what about the non rich people? Yeah. You know, and there's people out there that are crazy enough to buy tickets like that when they really ain't got the money for that shit. Just because the band that they really wanted to see was going to be there. Um, yeah. <sighs> it's probably a whole bunch of people spent money they shouldn't have been pl- uh, spending to go there oh well though but yeah that's the i, don't, I but the thing is i wonder if uh, what he did is actually against the rules i mean uh he's allowed to use a prison phone occasionally i guess um if he wasn't and it's the guard's fault for letting him use it and is there any regulations on who he talks to when he's on the prison phone so they th- they threw the dude in. uh solitary confinement which obviously means he's not going to get the phone privileges but is that right you guys think that's i mean obviously the guy's a douchebag and i I don't want to uh fucking champion for his rights or anything like that but seriously speaking is that something that they should be able to do uh just because he called into a a recorded show um instead of like you know instead of his mom or, or whoever they intended for him to call to um i don't know that's uh a weird situation as much as i hate to say it i think the the guy is having his uh, rights violated and he should probably his lawyers are probably right he shouldn't be in solitary confinement you know if you if if you have the right as a prisoner to use a, a the phone well then you have the right as a prisoner to use the phone they can clearly listen in on it all they want that's you know within their legal rights once you're a prisoner but why is who he called an issue And I imagine eventually they're going to work that out and find out that, uh, it's not an issue and he should be able to call whoever he wants. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, oh, what do we got next? James Bond film, nowhere, no time to die explored $600 million sale to streaming services. Okay. That's interesting. I can go with that one, right? Uh, apple netflix and other streamer services uh explored the possibility of acquiring no time to die uh the upcoming james bond movie that was originally slated to debut last april uh the film's release has been postponed multiple times with the daniel craig vehicle moving back to november before being pushed to 2021 as the number of coronavirus cases kept growing sorry (laughs) uh MGM, the studio behind the film, uh, reportedly lost between 30 to 50 million uh, due to the delays, insiders said. Hmm. Uh, Bloomberg first reported the discussions, which have been uh, the topic du jour in Hollywood this week. Other studios, such as Paramount and Sony, have raked in tens of millions of dollars by selling movies like Greyhounds, Coming to America and uh, without remorse to streaming services while uh, exhibition sector continues to struggle during the pandemic. Uh, we do not comment in rumors. The film is not for sale. The film's release has been postponed until April 2021 to, in order to preserve the theatrical experience for moviegoers. moviegoers. Uh, an MGM spokesperson told Variety. Uh, however, multiple insiders at rival studios and companies said that a possible bond sale was explored overtly and believed that MGM was at least open to the possibility of unloading their crown jewel for a princely sum. The studio is said to be looking for a deal roughly worth sixty six excuse me six hundred million uh a price tag that was deemed too rich for two of their free spending streaming services mm, well, that's interesting. Uh, It's interesting that uh, they would have taken six hundred million for the movie. Um, That seems kind of high. How much does a James Bond movie do normally? Uh, I know they I know they're popular, but they're you know six hundred million is a lot of fucking money. Uh, Shit, why don't we find out? Let's see. Last James Bond movie. Uh, Spectre and so I'll do this spec. Okay. Yeah, there we go. Inspector did a, a box office of two of $880 million. Um, so you would think 600 million would not be an unreasonable thing to ask. However, I am fairly sure that the, um, movie, uh, studio does not get all of the uh box office it's divided up between them and the uh um movie theaters i would assume i mean i don't know how that works to be honest with you but uh so but yeah regardless no one wanted to buy it for 600 million dollars so they're going to hold on to it until next april and uh put it out then and hope that they make more than 600 million dollars i would assume <laughs> i i've only seen the the first of those daniel T- craig uh, bond movies it was good but I'm no, i don't really care about that type of shit. i'm not a huge james bond fan so i haven't really seen in his last two or three or four or, or however many it's been since the casino royale uh, which is the one i watched with daniel craig what do you guys think of him as a bond guy um i was you know i'm i'm a sean connery and even roger moore guy so it took a little getting used to uh but he's a good james bond he, he definitely portrays uh the cold-blooded uh you know, a secret agent guy pretty well. Um, he totally looks like he'd snap your neck without thinking about it really. (laughs) If that's what he needed to do for his country. Um, uh, I was never a big fan of the, uh, Pierce Bronson and, uh, Timothy Dalton, uh, bonds. There weren't a Pierce, Pierce Bronson wasn't bad, but I, he just didn't do something for me about it. This, uh, and to be honest with you the first James Bond I ever was introduced to was Roger Moore so which is kind of a the campy version of, of uh, James Bond uh you know um when Sean Connery was being Bond, it was he was a lot more uh, what's the what I'm looking for um <sighs> macho almost uh while uh, Roger Moore was kind of like almost uh debonair I don't know it just he, and then the the Timothy Dalton ones uh, became a lot more realistic. One, not excuse me, not the Timothy Dalton. Uh, Pierce Bronson was a lot more realistic seeming as when they brought it into the, the more modern age. Um, but uh, Daniel Craig's yeah, he's done a pretty good job about it. Oh, let's see. Yeah, not a lot of people chatting. I guess your your uh, Rainer's Wolfcastle pointing out not a lot of people chatting in the chat box, even though we have a lot of people listening today. Are well, you guys are just spellbound, or or have I actually put you to sleep at your keyboards? <laughs> um, all right, here's a weird one. Watch the 380 ton Caspian Sea monster plane uh, emerge from the water for the first time in 30 years. Uh, okay, why not? Is it a boat? Is it a plane? Is it the Loch Ness monster? Uh, the Ludden-class eco-plan, colloquially known as the Caspian Sea Monster, is arguably a mismatch of all three and has just reared its head for the first time in 30 years. Uh, the behemoth craft was developed by the Soviet Union as sort of a hybrid between airplanes and ships. Uh, it can move over water without actually touching it. Oh, that's a weird statement. F- uh, first entered service in 1987, it was the only one in its class to be completed, has spent the last three decades hidden away in the Caspian Sea. Um, now it's back on dry land after one hell of an extraction process. The the Lund was pulled from the water by three tugboats and two escort v- vessels. Uh, no easy feat considering the superplane weighs 380 tons and has a an 148-foot wingspan. Wow. Uh, took him 14 hours to get the fucker out. Um, uh, how did it get there? That's the question. Oh, okay, this is way more article than I should have got into. As I mentioned, I don't read the articles. I just read the headlines. That's a little bit too much nerding out into the uh, uh, playing ground for us, I believe. So instead, we're going to talk about... Uh, no, we don't want to talk about that. Oh, Murder Hornet. First nest found in the U.S., ex- eradicated with a vacuum hose. So murder hornets are easier to kill than you would think. Uh, the first nest of Asian giant hornets found in the U.S. has successfully been destroyed by scientists. It took scientists to do it. I'm pretty sure I could have done it. Uh, the nest in the state of Washington was found by putting track hair devices on the hornets and it, and it was sucked out of a tree using a vacuum hose. <laughs> okay, that's... um pretty neat. The invasive species insects known, insects known as murder hornets uh, have a powerful sting and can spit venom. Uh, they target honeybees. Honeybees? Jesus Christ, I can't talk today. They target honeybees, which pollinate crops and can destroy a colony in just a matter of hours. Uh, the nest in Washington was found in endomologists, a, a scientists that study into insects. Man, man, nice fucking tongue isn't working use dental floss to tie tracking devices to three hornets that's neat uh the nest of around 200 insects was then discovered in the city of blaine close to the canadian border which totally supports my theory that the uh murder hornets are a canadian ploy to uh destroy our honeybees um i don't trust canada <laughs> uh, on saturday a crew of scientists wearing pre- protective suits uh, vacuumed the insects uh, from the tree which will now be cut down to remove any further nests. Neat. Um, yeah, the uh, Asian giant hornets are among the world's largest wasps. The queens can reach over two inches long. <laughs> uh, their venomous sting can penetrate humans' protective clothing, but the number of people they kill each year is low. About 40 annually in Asia. Yeah, fuck that uh, that's one of the few things where you, I will lose my shit, uh, would is, uh, stinging insects, like, ah, uh, I'll be walking around, I can be outside, I'll be having a good day, and fucking, uh, a bee flies near me, and I'll lose my shit, I don't know why, uh, I'm wildly allergic, I think, I, I swell up like a lump when, when I get stung, but it's not like a, the end of the world, but for some reason or another, I'm a fucking scared baby when it comes to fucking hornets and bees and stuff like that, you know, uh, I can't. I can't do the entire live and let live thing. I gotta get the fuck out of there. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, it's it's not like it's a pain thing. I can handle pain okay. I've, I get tattooed on a semi regular basis. You don't do that if you can handle. If you can't handle pain, at least a little bit. Um, yep, but I've been like that since I was a kid. Oh, bees and shit like that always freak me out. Let's see, what else we got today? Slow day, man. I assume you guys all just recovering from your weekend partying. My oh, goddamn party crazy fucking people. I know several of you were drunk as fuck by the end of the fight companion yesterday, which must have been bad for you because that the end of fight companion was like five or six because <laughs> I know the main card started at like two in the afternoon. So a lot of you guys were doing day drinking. <laughs> and I could tell sounded <laughs> like a good time i was I wish I could have been there be being at my other job was a bummer um I had a homelander uh recommend when I'm off for the season uh as you guys know or most of you know I don't work for about uh this year it looks like I'm gonna be off for about six weeks or something like that um maybe a little bit more um but you know like but in mid december i'll I'll be off for at least a little while and Homelander told me I should consider moving the time of the show for at least when I'm off work, uh, when I don't have like bedtimes and things like that, to more like seven o'clock or or maybe even a little bit later. In uh, the the theory behind that being, with people more people would have more time to listen to it. That when I do it six o'clock in the evening uh, is uh, pretty early for a lot of people, and they've just now got off work and they're getting settled and he's of the opinion that uh seven o'clock would be a more popular time um yeah yeah and, and uh go away bait uh, pointed out the pacific time people yeah uh, i don't know if four o'clock would be make much of a difference over three o'clock um and i i don't know i mean once i got used to the schedule i could you know, do the show whenever whenever you guys thought it would be most popular i could do it like eight or nine o'clock my my time uh but uh i do only have a certain amount of time off every year and it takes a little bit to get used to get back to my schedule so at least two or three weeks before um i go back to work i start adjusting back to my normal uh bedtime so it wouldn't be a very long period in the overall uh scheme of things that i'd be doing later shows but we can try it for a little while and see how you guys like it Uh, it doesn't matter to me i get the same amount of sleep I'll, i'll just i'll just be getting up later obviously which i'm a big fan of anyways uh People think I'm dedicated because I get up at 3 in the morning to work out before um, before I go to my job. And no, it's just that's the only time I've got to fucking do it. Uh, for someone who doesn't really do anything, I feel like I don't do anything all day. Uh, I don't have very much spare time for someone who doesn't do anything. Like, I don't have much in the way of hobbies anymore except for this show. Um, I play bass when I can, but God, it seems like I never have time for that anymore either. A little bit of gaming here and there. Nope. So, I thought older people had more time to themselves. <laughs> yeah, when I was in my late teens and early twenties, it seemed like y'all you know, days were fucking endless because we spent a good portion of time just looking for fucking something to do, or or some place to smoke weed. <laughs> that was that was always a big thing when we were uh, when we were younger. Hold on, I gotta drink some water. As as a young man, me and my friends often had weed to smoke and no place to smoke it, (laughs) because you know, um, a lot of our a lot of our friends still lived at home, so obviously that was a no no. So, um, uh, we spent. uh, I mean, one of my friends spent a whole quite a bit of time just driving around all fucking day because we got nothing else to do. Now, this is back when gas was a little bit cheaper, so it wasn't horrible, but still, yeah, you know, uh, we'd spend the entire day just driving back and forth. just because, you know, there's no place to stop at, but it was better than being at home. Uh, kids today have a lot more options for that type of shit, I think. Not to mention, uh, now that uh, pot is legal in so many places, uh, which but, but it's still in a weird spot. Um, probably, actually, the, the kids are probably still have the same problem. Uh, every place I've been to that has legal weed so far um, does not really allow you to smoke it in public. So it's not like you can just go to the park and smoke a joint or walk down the street and smoke a joint. If it's, if your house isn't someplace that you can smoke at, basically, if your house isn't someplace that you can smoke at, you're kind of fucked unless you can find someplace else that allows you to smoke. Uh, cause bars don't let you do that. Obviously. Um, I knew in Vegas, uh, like uh, the hotel rooms weren't supposed to let you smoke in there and you couldn't walk around smoking, uh, in the casinos or uh, on the streets really, um, when I was there, what I ended up doing was a little bit of smoking in my room and trying to cover it up. Um, but mostly I got, uh, a, um, pen, vape pen, uh, for those that are un- unaware, basically it's a cartridge, uh, uh, that's filled with like a, uh, THC oil and it attaches to a battery that will, uh, heat up an element in the cartridge and, you know, and produce vapor like that. Uh, it's, I like it quite a bit. I don't do them anymore just because, um, it's not, it's an addiction that I don't really need. Plus, uh, at one point there were issues with, uh, poorly made ones giving people problems. Uh, now, you know, is, if you, if you have a manufacturer or a source where they're on the up and up there, they're safe. But once again, sometimes, uh, occasionally stuff gets in there that you don't want. Um, like I think somebody was using vitamin E to, um, thicken up whatever they had going on and it was giving people like lung fucking problems. Uh, but mostly I just stopped doing it because it's not something I need. Uh, it's a great thing when you're traveling or, or trying to be discreet to have one of these devices though, which is what I was trying to say. So when I was at Vegas, they actually, uh, one of the dispensaries actually sold something called the Weekender. It was basically enough for two days. So and it also worked out pretty well. Um, I, the only problem with them is all they are is THC. And when you smoke a joint, there's, you get other cannabinoids, uh, as well. And you also get fucking you know like other stuff, just the all the stuff and the carcinogens and shit just from burning something and inhaling it. And it turns out I'm addicted to all of that shit, not just the THC. So whenever I use one of those cartridge things, I can get really fucking high, but I'll still feel like I need to smoke something. I had the same issue when I was vaping uh, uh, dry vaping weed for a while. Um, for those that are unfamiliar with what I'm talking about. You, the, in addition to the traditional method of uh, smoking weed, where you light it on fire and inhale the smoke, uh, you can instead use if you have something that can control the temperature really well, heat it up to the point where it releases vapors with THC, but it doesn't light on fire. Um, so you'll get a, a really clean hit, as they say, because it's going to just be the THC uh, or maybe a couple of other the cannabinoids, depending on on how high you, how high you get the heat. But you, but when you're done with it, you still have weed sitting there, <laughs> uh, and some people use that to try to make pot uh, brownies and shit like that. Um, but it was I had a volcano; it was a really nice one, expensive as fuck. And basically, it would heat it up to the proper temperature and then use a fan to blow it into like a big balloon that you would that you then you took the balloon off the device and you inhaled it from there. Uh, but what? But the same as when I was speaking on cartridges, I could smoke that until I was so high I can't remember my fucking name. But I'd still feel like I needed to smoke a joint because I didn't have any of the other stuff in it. So um, I gave up on vaping and pens and things like that because I still had to smoke. So it seemed like a waste to be doing both for no reason. And you guys familiar with any of those? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I feel like a degenerate. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got to talk about. I'm running out of topics really quick today. I didn't have a whole bunch of them. Anyways, I was at work today. So today was our annual Halloween party for the kids. It sucked. I mean, I guess it was okay. Uh, it was sucked compared to the, the regular ones. I think I spoke on, about this the other day. Uh, we normally have a big maze in the back. We have a big tent in the back of the club. Uh, we use it for bigger parties and shit like, or people when that, that went out dining and shit like that. Uh, so, In most years, we closed the sides of the tent, and the maintenance people spend like a week building a fucking maze in in the tent. And it's a it's a big ass fucking tent, um, uh, with little different hidey holes and shit like that. Um, and then the the, for the Halloween party, they would uh, have like a haunted house in there. Like employees would hide in different spots and you know try to scare them. With when we you know they had bought a lot of masks and decorations and cool shit. They had some animatronics. Uh, it, It was it was a pretty cool thing. Uh, and then, then they'd have like, you know, a, a buffet dinner as well. And probably, you know, some activities like punk, punk and carving, and you know, all that good shit. We didn't have that this year, uh, because of the social distancing and all that good stuff. What they had was two separate uh, things. Uh, cause they, with the social distancing that they're with them using a the tent in the back, they could only have so much space. So they had like two, two hour parties, like, you know, a 10 to noon party. And then a two to four party and they only allowed like, you know, a hundred people in each one. And it wasn't much, you know, they had like uh, food. Oh, actually, no, no, not much of food. All The only food that they had was uh, cider and donuts. Because as I mentioned with the whole COVID thing, they don't want to do buffets of people, you know, getting too close and food, sitting out and shit like that. And this is just supposed to be a little thing. Uh, they took a, a shitload of candy and just threw it all over the playground area for like a candy scavenger hunt. and They did pumpkin carving and that was about it really uh, so it, it was a sad shadow of its uh former self but the uh, members enjoyed it quite a bit just because it was the only thing they've fucking done with their kids <laughs> probably in the last six months because we yeah, well, normally we have like a couple different kids parties over the year and then there's memorial day and uh fourth of july and, and labor day um these are all occasions where the, the members can bring their kids to the club and there's things for the kids to do, and so I can spend time with them. This is the ba- only thing that we've really done that was popular. We tried a couple other things, like they had a a, a jewelry making thing at one point, uh, and then some other bullshit. neither of them was very well attended. this is this was also earlier in the in the pandemic where people were really, really scared of it. Now they're still concerned about it, but they're also fucking sick and be sitting in the house with their kids for the last six months. So they're willing to get out a little bit because uh, they know they feel safe there because they know we're taking the proper precautions. Um, but uh, so it, it was a good time to be had by all, even though it wasn't much going on. And because, and I've mentioned this before, when they do a regular party like that, they have a lot of shit for the kids. Uh, like in one of our Memorial Day uh, parties, uh, they'll bring in six or seven or eight different inflatables for the kids. And when I say inflatables, you, when you, th- when I say inflatables, you're thinking about like that, that thing that your buddy rented uh, for his kid's birthday that they blew up in the in bounce house. And you have the right idea, but these are like bounce houses on steroids. Most of them are like gigantic ones with different you know, themes. And, uh, 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 it's ridiculous. They're, um, they're like commercial grade bounce houses. <laughs> Uh, that are used for like gigantic gatherings like this. I think they think they've read them out for corporate events and, you know, whatever, but yeah, they're, they're super duper impressive. Uh, and then in in addition to that, they have a trackless train, uh, that basically drives around on the golf cart path, golf, golf cart path, you know, dragging along at six or seven different, like little, uh, train cars with the little kids in it. Um, then normally have a magician, a couple clowns, uh, popcorn and, and cotton candy carts, um so it they try to make it a good time for the kids as best as they can at least one day out of of that weekend That for memorial day and labor day that will be the sunday event Uh, on the actual holiday they don't have those kids events because this is uh, and that's when most of the older members come Uh, the the members older members try to avoid the kid event day Uh, both days are popular but uh, the non-kid day events are normally a little bit more popular and we will do Somewhere between four and six hundred people for one of those events. Uh, so they're pretty, they're pretty big. Uh, the reason I say between that is because a lot of it depends on the weather conditions. Uh, we have a, a hard cap uh, on events like that for, to start off with at four hundred seventy-five because that's what our clubhouse can fit if you fucking pack it to the gills. Um, however, we have an outdoor patio area where we can fit another couple hundred people, no problem at all. Maybe another three hundred people. Uh, I think the mo- biggest one we've ever did was like. 700, but you can't do that unless you're 100% sure that it's not going to rain. Because if it rains, all those outdoor people have to come in. And if the inside's already full, well, then where the fuck you put them? So you have to have plan it out, assuming that there's going to be rain. So what happens is uh, people that call after we've cut the limit off at 475 get put on something called a wait list. And They'll let, and the management will let them sit on that wait list until the, either like the day before of the event, or even up to the day of the event, until they decide 100% for sure it's not going to rain. And then they'll have little me start calling them up and say, "Hey, I know you had to, we had you on a wait list, but if you still like to attend, we can now accommodate you." And probably 80% of them still uh, uh come come in after that because they assume that we would get them in anyways. <laughs> There's a little bit of entitlement in this whole thing, yeah. Some people get really upset when i tell them I'm on their wait list uh some of them just say okay cool uh, give me a call when i get in because <laughs> f- we try our best to get people in uh most of the time we're pretty successful uh because we'll in addition to even if it's a day that's going to rain we a lot of times we'll get cancels and we'll be able to squeeze people in because uh, we'll charge you if you don't cancel before the day of the event so people try to call in and, can- and cancel before that happens um, but if but if they're but for the most part, most of them will come in, so we'll do like 550, 600. That's not unusual for some of these bigger parties. and uh, I, if you've never experienced anything like that, that's a lot of people. Five hundred tr- making dinner for five hundred people is a hell of a fucking thing. Uh, uh, where a large it's a large kitchen. it's a' it's, it's a really large kitchen. uh but I've seen them put up put put up some pretty incredible shit out uh, over the years between like these big parties. Uh, sometimes they're smaller parties, like, but fancy parties are like, we're talking like high dining shit. Uh, then the, uh, one variation of that is uh, their wine dinners. Um, the clubhouse manager, who's a French guy and the chef will get together and like set up these super expensive, I think, well, for what it is, it's still cheap, but it's basically like $150 a person, uh, dinners where, um, they'd set up like five different courses and pair of like five different wines and don't, for this you, we rarely have more than like 30 or 40 people actually interested in doing it so uh which is uh actually about where they cut it off as well because the sh- the chef says um he can't do more than 30 or 40 really uh with the high level of dining that they're doing he wouldn't be able to do uh, more than that at the same time really and uh this is like you know the world will have like, like duck pate with a 2014 this and that and the other and then you know Braised this and that—it's—it's impressive. I've never had any of that shit. I'm not really into really fancy food. Uh, Like I've had lamb uh, chops before, and you know, um, you know, you know, I'm talking about when I say lamb chops, uh, I might be, I might have the wrong word for it because it looks like a little chunk of meat, about not much bigger than like a quarter, but but thicker, obviously, attached to this little tiny bone that's a couple inches long. That's a real thin bone. Some sort of lamb, um, and uh it's okay. Kind of gamey tasting. Uh, and there's lots of like the different sides and shit like that, that are fancy. And I'm not into, uh, to be honest, I'd be, I wouldn't be happy with a lot of the menu. Um, especially on Sunday nights when there's not during this, during the summer, we do a uh, barbecues on Sunday on Sundays. Uh, but in the spring and fall, they just have what they call a limited a la carte menu. I don't know why Wednesday through Saturday, it's a regular dinner menu. Sundays, they do a, a different one, a limited a la carte menu where there's not as many selections, but there's special selections that aren't normally on there. Um, and there's a lot of fish, apparently rich people like fish quite a bit. I mean, let me think. I, th- I think he did a, a smoked hot salmon. Uh, he did lake perch. Um, I think, uh, pan seared se- Chilean sea bass was one of them, I think. Um, then he did like a, what, a seafood, uh, bolia bouillab- bouillab- base or something was, which was, they said were like various, various fish and seafood in a lobster sauce. Uh, like just lots of, lots of seafood stuff, Um, uh, which I wouldn't be a big fan of. I'm not a big fan of fish in general. I like, um, shellfish, like a uh, lobster and crab and shrimp and things like that. But regular fish, I'm not a big fan of, um, and certainly not anything with bones in it. And I, I ate a piece of fish with a bone in it when I was a kid, and it, it severely traumatized me. Now I, I, now I will not eat, eat any kind of fish that has a chance of having a bone in it. So uh, for me, I'll pretty much stick to fish sticks. It very rarely uh, does uh, a fish stick have a bone in it, so I'm, I feel comfortable with those. Uh, everything else, not so much. Seafood, on the other hand, uh, like, non-fish i'm a big fan of shrimp's good yeah uh, i don't think i've ever had a shrimp i didn't like uh crab's good but we've talked about that before it's uh it, it's more trouble than it's worth a lot of times i feel like i'm burning more calories uh getting to the crab than i am actually in taking by eating it um and lobsters are oh, fucking awesome uh as i mentioned before i tried the uh, deep fried lobster not that long ago and it just confirmed something that i already knew lobster is fucking great <laughs> all right well so, oh holy shit look at the time I, I really babble at you guys for fucking 57 minutes without a caller that's a record uh i think it's only like the second time we've went through a show with a, without a caller uh that's okay though you know uh and if i did get a caller I, and i forgot about you i'm sorry <laughs> uh uh well you know i'm not gonna drag it out for fucking three minutes uh we're gonna be back at tomorrow at six o'clock and we're gonna do the shit all over again uh sometimes i don't know why uh, <laughs> I want to thank the OG army for showing up and helping out. Uh, I can't do the show without you guys. Uh, Even if you, you, even if you didn't call in, I would feel weird talking to myself. So uh, you guys help out regardless of whether you call in or not, just your comments in the chat box uh, and just you listening, just your kind, kind, kind ears to listen to my words is uh, appreciated. Uh, I can't say enough about it. As I said, we'll be back tomorrow uh, to do the whole thing over again. Uh, Until then uh, I'm passive J and you guys have yourself a great day. Tim Tun for the OG Fuck the OG Fuck the OG Fuck the OG I while E check, yeah